for being here, my friend. I'm Vonna Davis, and from my heart, I welcome you to the Midlife Confidence Podcast, the show that will help you skip the midlife crisis and fulfill your midlife quest. I found the key to growing in our middle years lies in managing our own mind. I want to teach you to reimagine your identity and purpose and live a life full of possibility. Join me on a journey to discover your midlife confidence. We're wrapping up a series on raising and recharging our energy, and we've been talking about mental energy and physical energy, but today is my favorite because we're going to talk about spiritual energy, and I love this aspect of our being and our existence. Our spirit is that eternal, indestructible, and totally unique essence of who we are. It's a life force. It's a life energy. And we can be in a higher or lower state. And the cool thing about our spirit is it can always be growing, even while our physical body slows down with age. And we get to take our spirit and all the growth and energy we've developed in this life with us through eternity into our next level of glory. And our spirit only declines if we neglect it but not because of time or age or physical stress or illness. So let's talk about when your spiritual light is low, how you can rekindle your divine glow. And just so you know where I'm coming from, I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. That informs and guides my beliefs and has brought me so much peace and power. I remembered a list from years ago. I probably read this 15 or 20 years ago. And it really stuck with me. I know I have a copy in a box somewhere. Fortunately, I found it on the internet again. And the list talks about what it feels like when we're disconnected from the spirit and when we're connected to the spirit. So one side of the list is titled, When You Don't Have the Spirit. And then it lists things like, You feel unhappy, down, confused, and frustrated. You feel possessive, self-centered, or resentful of demands made on you. You are easily offended. You become secretive and evasive. You avoid people, especially members of your family, and you're critical of family and church authorities. You envy or resent the success of others. You don't want to go to church or take on church responsibilities or take the sacrament. You don't want to pray. You find the commandments bothersome, restricting, or senseless. You feel emotions and appetites so strongly that you fear you can't control them, such as hate, jealousy, anger, lust, hunger, or fatigue. You hardly ever think of the Savior. He seems irrelevant to your life. And the final one is you get discouraged easily and wonder if life is really worth it. Have you ever been there? Well, I have. I bet like me that you've felt like you've been there at times. You totally recognize that pattern. Then the other side of the list says, when you have the spirit, you feel calm, happy, and clear-minded. You feel generous. Nobody can offend you. You wouldn't mind everyone seeing what you're doing. You're eager to be with people and want to make them happy. You're glad when others succeed, and you're glad to attend your meetings and participate in church activities. You feel like praying. You wish you could keep all of God's commandments. You feel in control. You don't overeat or sleep too much. You don't feel uncontrollably drawn to sensational entertainment. You don't lose your temper or feel uncontrollable passions or desires. 
You think about the Savior often and lovingly, and you want to know him better. You feel confident and are glad to be alive. I think I love that list because I identify with it. I've been on both sides of the list. I know what they both feel like. And there's even more things that could go on this list, but it's a pretty good start. And I just find that awareness, like being able to compare and remember what both sides feel like really helps me understand where I am and where I want to be. And I'll include that list in the journal pages for this week. You can get a free set of journal pages that go with every episode of the podcast. Just sign up at midlifeconfidencecoach.com. So I love how confidence and spirituality are so connected. Spiritual confidence is assurance that you and God are working together to co-create your highest self. For me, it comes from a feeling I call radiance. As a life coach, I teach that we can choose our emotions, and one of my favorite emotions is to feel radiant. And to me, it's more of an inner feeling than like an outward glow. And what radiance feels like to me is inside it feels peaceful, clear, warm, light, open, and expansive. And I find to get there, I often have to unwind all three aspects. I talk a lot about how our mind, body, and spirit are connected. Well, if my body and my mind are wound up, it's pretty hard for me to feel radiant in my spirit. I know I need to stop and seek radiance intentionally. It's a way of waking up my spirit. Now I want to talk about co-creating our lives and our highest purpose and who we want to be. And we're co-creating that with God because God is always offering everything that we need in any moment. And sometimes he's offering grace and sometimes he's offering agency. So I'll explain that a little bit more. Grace is God's power to do things in our life that we do not have the power to do for ourselves. And one of the things that he gives to us was agency, which is our ability to make choices and decisions. So I do my part by using my God-given agency to make choices and decisions and take action. And then God gives me what is impossible for me to get through his grace. That is co-creating. When you add agency and grace together, we get the results that we have in our lives. We often think that what we need is grace, such as an answer to prayer, and get what we think we want and need. But often what God is offering us is an opportunity to practice and expand our agency. Both using our agency to make decisions and take action, and using our agency to be open to ask and receive grace, that raises our spiritual energy. As a life coach, I guide people to use their agency to make choices and decisions that will lead them to what they want, to be intentional in their thoughts, their feelings and actions, and also to be open to grace, to ask for agency and grace to come together to get the results that they want in their life. Now, we can't talk about spiritual energy without talking about faith. Faith is more than belief in something. J. Reuben Clark said, Faith is a living and, I think, an intelligent force. And I agree. I think faith is a power and an energy. I love this thought from Boyd K. Packer. I'm going to share parts of it and edit it a bit. He said there's another kind of faith that is rare indeed. This is the kind of faith that causes things to happen. 
It's the kind of faith that's worthy and prepared and unyielding, and it calls for things that otherwise would not be. It's the kind of faith that moves people. It's the kind of faith that sometimes moves things. Few men possess it. It comes by gradual growth. It's a marvelous, even a transcendent power, a power as real and as invisible as electricity. Well, that's my ideal, and it's something that I haven't mastered by any means. In fact, rarely experienced it. One of my favorite teachers, his name is Larry Barkdall, and I used to listen to him at Education Week at BYU. Unfortunately, he's passed on now, but I still love his analogy of electricity and faith. So if we imagine in your house right now, all these wires go through all your house and they connect with your outlets. And there's that outlet on your wall. And if the outlet just sits there and you don't do anything with it, then that electricity is useless. It does absolutely nothing. But if you take, say, your vacuum cleaner and you plug it into the wall outlet, then it taps into that power and your vacuum can do all the work that you need it to do. So Larry said, imagine faith as electricity and belief as the electrical plug that taps into that power. Belief would motivate you to take the action of plugging in to access the power of electricity. Then voila, all the lights would go on, energy would surge, suddenly you would have the power to do or create things. I love that image of faith as power that God has offered to us, but to plug into it, we need to take some action. Here's a short story from my own life that ties in with this. Well, for many years, I was a stay-at-home mom, and I chose to do that through impressions that it would be best for me and my family at the time. And I just want to point out that I truly believe that All women have their own unique journeys in motherhood and direction for God, what's best for them. I totally support women who combine career and motherhood. And in fact, in later years, I did go to work away from home while my two younger boys were teens. But at this time, I had been a stay-at-home mom mostly for 18 years, and our oldest daughter, Brianne, was approaching college age. One of the things we love about Brianna, she's just always been a natural athlete and she played volleyball and basketball in high school and we loved watching her, but we had never had the money for her to play club sports, which is usually how high school players are noticed and are prepared to go on and to play college sports. Well, here she was coming up on college, and we didn't really have money set aside for college, and we weren't sure how we were going to make this happen for her. But going to college is something that we wanted for all of our children. And I remember praying and just talking with God and saying, you know what, Heavenly Father, I have chosen to stay at home with my kids because of the impressions that I got to do so. Because of that, we don't have a lot of money set aside. Would you please help make a college education possible for Brienne? Then during her senior year in high school, a good friend of ours who is connected with the volleyball program at the local university, and he called us out of the blue on a Saturday and said, hey, I'm down here with the coaches and I want Brienne to come down here and show them what she can do today. And we were like, well, okay. So she went over there in an hour or two, and the coaches put her through some volleyball moves. 
And then we got a call saying, hey, could you guys come down here because Brianne's being offered a scholarship. That very morning, after just an hour or two of working with Brianne and talking to her, they offered her a full-ride scholarship to attend the university and play volleyball. To us, that was such a clear gift of grace from God, something that was totally out of our possibility to make happen. All of us were so grateful for that blessing in Brianne's life that gave her a four-year education as well as some really life-changing and character-forming experiences through the volleyball program. I wish we were all together and we could share experiences like this because I know you've had times of spiritual connection and growth too, and I would love to hear them. We all have times when we know we've been loved and cared for by an unseen power, and we've all forgotten to seek that sometimes and lived below our spiritual privileges so often too. And that's 100% how this earthly experience is designed to be, learning the difference between how it feels when the Spirit is with us and not, and then more and more seeking to have it with us. That's what we're here for. Now, I'm a very practical person, and I like to figure out how to put theories into action. So I do have a morning celebration routine that I'll share a little bit with you that helps me get started on a higher spiritual energy level every morning. The first step is to build my relationship with myself. So I was taught to go to a mirror and to look at myself and I'll just tell myself, I am so happy to be on this journey with you. I am proud of how you keep trying and you keep trying to figure things out and try to do your best. And even when I'm not doing so well, I remind myself that I love myself right where I am, have compassion for the things that are hard for me, and I appreciate and I'm aware that I'm going to be with myself for eternity. So I might as well love myself. Who wouldn't rather spend eternity with someone that they enjoy being with, right? It's worth the effort. The second thing I do is I direct my thoughts to what I want to be. So I'm being intentional about how I want to feel and who I want to be. My first coach taught me to pick five to seven words that are powerful and meaningful to me. So I picked the words holy, powerful, visionary, brilliant, radiant, holy, healthy, and full of love. So every morning I set my intention to keep those top of mind. Then I take time to prepare for prayer by clearing my mind, my body, and my spirit. First of all, relaxing any tension in my body, clearing my mind of any thoughts. I shared this in one of the recent podcasts. That's when I imagine that my day is completely free. I don't have to do anything I don't want to. I'm only going to do the things that I really want to, and I know why I want to do them. That really helps relax my mind, my body, and my spirit, because I can get pretty tense and wound up about things that I feel like need to be done. Once I get to that space of just being so relaxed and open, then I'm ready to pray. And I've learned to pray with a journal close by so I can write down any thoughts or inspiration that come to me right away. I'll even just interrupt my prayer and go ahead and write it down before I forget it in the moment. That's helped me hold on to the spiritual energy I receive through prayer. Then I take time to read the scriptures. And to me, the scriptures are a window to inspiration, light, and energy. 
I love to read with a certain topic in mind, something that I'm curious about. For example, at one point I read the entire Book of Mormon looking for how people receive revelation. And I realized that often in the scriptures we look at what the revelation was that a prophet or someone in the scriptures received. But this time I just looked for what did they do and how is their experience and how did they receive it? What can I learn from that? Then if I have some thoughts or impressions, I'll write them down in my journal so that I can refer to them and remember them. This morning celebration practice really helps me start the day off on a high spiritual note. Now, what can get in our way when we want to raise our spiritual energy? And it's going to be our thoughts, right? So sometimes I've noticed I will think, I know that God is there and I know he can do everything, but he might not want to do it for me. And I've realized there's a difference between faith and hope. I totally have faith that God exists, that he has all power, that he can do anything that he wants to. But sometimes I don't actually have the hope that he wants to do something for me. So here's a thought that helps me. There isn't anyone that God doesn't want to help, including me. When I look at other people, I can always see that I know God would want to help them. Well, I'm one of those people too. And that helps me to remember he's so eager to help us. A second thought that gets in my way sometimes, maybe yours too, is I'm not the kind of person who has big spiritual experiences. That usually happens because I've heard someone else share an experience they had and I'm just comparing, right? And the thought that helps me is that I don't need a big spiritual experience. I just need to feel more light and radiance in my soul. That's the best thing anyway. And then the third thing that gets in my way is sometimes I don't have time to do all of this. But I remember God created time for me to grow. That's why time exists. He gave us this time and space for us to grow spiritually. That is our priority. So I want to take advantage of the time that he gave us. So to wrap up some of these thoughts on raising our spiritual energy, I just like to try and stay in the zone. The zone that I've decided I want to live my life in is to be living my highest purpose and feeling my highest spiritual energy level. For me, that's living at one with God and experiencing that inner radiance as I define it, which is the presence and peace of God as often as possible. Living at the highest possible level of spiritual energy is a big goal and can sometimes feel overwhelming. And I just had this thought lately, just relax into God. Whatever that means for you, however you feel when you hear that, do that. Or ask for your own insight on what that means for you. Maybe this isn't as hard as we make it. How can we just relax into God? So use your agency to choose to do what you know now to invite more spiritual energy into your life. And then trust that God's grace will fill you up and provide everything you really need, those things that you can't possibly get on your own. Be peaceful, be powerful, and love your radiant heart. You can live at a higher level. As a life coach, I teach women to see the possibilities open to them, to re-envision their identity and purpose. Somewhere in the middle of life is the perfect time to update your mind and how you're thinking so you can make the most of the rest of your life. You can get in touch with me and schedule a free discovery call 
by emailing me at vana at midlifeconfidencecoach.com or on my website, midlifeconfidencecoach.com or message me on social media at midlifeconfidencecoach. I can answer all your questions about how coaching could help you. All that's in the show notes. Take care until next time.